Hello again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of everyone's favorite convention-related podcast, Con Job. This week's episode, Ryan and Alexa will be talking about a big anniversary that uh, just kind of came up that is kind of big in everyone's ears these days. We're also going to do a follow-up review to the final week of Daytona's Bike Week, and then we're going to hit some uh, some brief points on cancel culture and some of the misconceptions. Without further ado, Alexa, how's it going? Oh, uh, I am. Uh, I am tired. I am uh, <laughs> COVID tested, and I am, uh, uh, you know, COVID free. So it's good. Yes, congratulations, congratulations. Yes, it's kind yes. of a big thing. It it it, it, it is. Um, so happy uh, happy one year anniversary of the uh, six weeks to uh, slow the curve. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy anniversary. It's yeah, been a long I mean, six. It's been a long six weeks. It has, it has. It's and, been closer to sixty. And you know, <laughs> right? We 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 kind of joke about it now, and I mean, it's not a joking matter at all, because of you know everybody that's lost their lives, everybody that's sick, the the economy's freaking you know screwed up. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we this time last year, um, you know, we were all looking at uh, you know looking at our phones patiently waiting for the next email to come through that, uh, you know, was canceling a convention. I just, I still remember at the very beginning of it, like, ah, it's, it's going to blow over. It's not a big, like when we were at uh, C2, you know, there was a couple of cases in Chicago at the time and it was, you know, okay, okay. This thing's progressing, but it wasn't like, you know, the end of the world kind of doomsday stuff yet. And then the next weekend it was kind of like, Oh crap. Right. And then the, I remember my, for me, the big thing for me was I'm, I'm watching the NBA and then when they canceled that first game, I think it was a jazz game because Rudy Gobert had contracted it. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, this is like real. Like you now, now you see somebody who instead of just hearing news reports, you know what I mean? And then it was like, uh Oh, then now the NBA seasons. And I was like, we're screwed. Yeah, I, you know, whenever I, uh, you know, whenever I started seeing everything, my my realization was when, you know, I <laughs> I was standing at C two E two, and I I heard through the grapevine that they were already planning on canceling um, Emerald City, and oh I was wow, like, yeah, like I was like, oh man, this is gonna be, this is gonna be rough, like it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. We're gonna we're gonna shut down for a minute. I better do the next show that I can because I got to make some money. And then like it became real when they canceled the first hockey game, and I'm like, right. okay, okay, this is you know this is a thing. This is like a, a bona fide thing, and it's not just some flu. Yeah, right. And every, of course, you know when they said like the whole six weeks thing, like that seemed logical at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I was talking to one of my, one of my vendor friends and I was like, I was like, Oh yeah. You know, uh, you know, may we'll be, you know, we'll be back doing shows. I'll see you at the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I think we'll be back before then. And, and now that same friend is, uh, is telling me, Oh, I don't think we're going to, I don't, I don't think we're going to have any, any show of any kind of size until, uh, you know, until, until December or maybe even next year. Yeah, no, and then same thing with goes with work. You know, my job, they sent us home right away. And 
the, the, all the conversation pieces we were having with everyone was, oh, yeah, we'll be back. You know, we expect to be back by like June, July, something like that. And then here, here we are over a year later now, and we're still working from home full time. Yeah, yeah. I, I get a feeling. <laughs> and I ain't mad at that. Was... Trust me. Right, right. Well, you get to do podcasts in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, yeah. I look at it and I'm like, that, that is going to be something that changes how, you know, how people that work in an office, um, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to change how they, how they work. I, I really think that, you know, the, the work from home trend is going to be something that continues. I still think you're going to you're have companies going back to it, but they're going back to, you know, in-office stuff. But I, I think a lot of places are going to give that option to work from home. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, we had the option previously, it was two days a week and then obviously it became full-time and we still like every conversation we have with whether it's the ceo or even with just other management it's very uh hey there's going to be you know we're definitely going back because we have this huge building that we bought like 10 years ago so we're definitely going back it's just a matter of how often and you know what the options. i think they're going to give us bigger options to go but that still remains to be seen like we're, yeah. we're not going to have to go back my guess is it's going to be like you know minimum two days a week in the office and then they'll probably stagger it you know like certain floors certain departments so that we're never really at full capacity but you know who knows after the after the uh, vaccine is fully you know fully eradicated everything we'll see well and i i'm thinking you know we need to uh i'm going to start looking at uh at these empty office buildings for, uh, you know, the, the offices of everyday geek international. There you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm not, Hey, I'm like not. we always say, you gotta, you gotta hustle, right? It's true. You do have to hustle. <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of hustle, this, uh, this past weekend was kind of, a the, a mark. Um, and I don't know if it's a black mark or a, a red mark or a green mark or, you know, just a, a dark mark. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, an event, a very large event, uh, several hundred thousand people um, down in Daytona, and I think uh, you know that was it, it's it's something that we can talk about here in a few minutes after we hear from our sponsor. But uh, I think it's uh, the start of something good. We're back, and I just want to talk. I just I guess the first thing you're saying previously was that you know a couple hundred thousand people, which. It's not news to me, but it may be news to every you know a lot of people out there because I've I, I live there, so I know how bike week can be. Um, how how were sales overall? Did you have a good good week? It was uh, it was a fantastic week. Um, the person that I was working for um, now that now that the week is over, I'll, I'll kind of let everybody know what I was doing. Um, I, I have a friend who deals in multiple multiple items. Um, he he sells you know. Um, you know, air cleaners here, or he sells like, you know, the newest, craziest, like as seen on TV, but not really as seen on TV thing there. And uh, um, he had me actually doing knives because he's been doing, um, he's been doing gun shows. And um, he was like, you know, I think you'd do really well at this event with, with knives, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he, he kind of gave me a number. And he's like, you know, I think you're going to be happy if you, uh, you know, if you hit this number and I doubled it. So I feel like, uh, 
I, I feel like that was a pretty good indication of, you know, one, how fantastic I am, but two, uh, you know, <laughs> I like just, how you threw that in there. <laughs> uh, um, you know, but two, just like where, where we're at, you know, as a country doing, you know, doing events. Yeah, no, that, and that's a good thing too. I mean, I, I guess it remains to be seen because like we said too before is that, and, and, I don't know if it's nobody, but not a lot of people were wearing masks, right? Oh, it was terrifying. So, but my, my, my what I was going to say was it, it remains to be seen how it's going to, what's going to come of this. Is there going to be cases reported, you know, as a result of this or, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know the, the bikers generally scatter after this. So, right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just curious to see if there's any backlash because this is the first that I know of. I'm not saying it's the first one, but it's the first one that I know of that's that's been on a large scale like this. Well, and Sturgis was held last year um, in July, August. Right. Um, and, and there were about 300 cases that came out of that one. Right. And that um, was another one that was how many hundred thousand people? Four, 400,000 people. Right. And, you know, there were 300 cases that came out of it. And we don't know where the spread went from that. But a lot of right. people like to point at like this, you know, this um, early fall, late summer surge that we had, and everybody was like pointing their finger at Sturgis, and they're like, "Oh, it's you know, it's 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 because Sturgis, and it's because of this, you know, it, and Sturgis, 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 Sturgis," and uh, like, come on, guys, that that's that's not why we had a surge. Like, we had a surge because places were you know fully open people were skirting all of the, uh, you know, all of the precautions they, uh, you know, and it's not because of an outdoor event that we had a, a huge surge. Yeah. It might've contributed, but I think there's a lot of other factors that were in there too. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I mean, but sales overall, everybody that I talked to had a fantastic weekend. Um, you know, people were out, they were spending freely, <clears throat> One of the things that I noticed, though, is that the crowd that is out right now is the crowd that they didn't go, they didn't really, they weren't really affected. So, you know, by the shutdowns, a lot of them were like, you know, um, mechanics, um, doctors, lawyers. I talked to a lot of doctors and lawyers, and amazingly, they weren't uh, masked. Um, you know, I talked to you know, people that have worked, worked in pretty much every industry. But the one thing that was common was that nobody talked about losing their job. Nobody talked about not being able to go to work. So, you know, that, I think that's something to be looked at is, you know, that event, there's literally, you know, there was literally 400,000 people that were just hanging out you know, it didn't lose a job. So like it was like it was, you know, February of 2020. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think what's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of this, because if, if it's, you know, a, a very small number of cases, then what does that tell you? What does that, what does that mean? Well, or if any, if, let's say a small number yeah. to none, you know, like, what does that mean then? Yeah, what if, what if, right. What if, you know, there's no, uh, there's no, the case is traced back to here. Right. So then what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, yeah. I mean, obviously we know what it means if there's, Hey, if there's a hundred thousand cases that come of this, obviously right. that means they're retarded and they, you know, but what if it mean, what does it mean overall? If nothing, you know, 
nothing gets, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I was hoping you had the answer and damn you for not. I know, I know. I, uh, well, the, the good thing was like, you know, yesterday, um, I, I uh, took my, took my van in for some repairs and a friend of the show, Tim Hyde picked me up and we, uh, we went straight over to the convention center, got a free COVID test because he was at, a, at two different live events this weekend. And, um, you know, those, both of those live events were fairly well attended. Um, they, you know, sales were good at both of those live events. So, you know, looking at that, they were, they were Comic-Con type events. Um, you know, looking at that, that's a big thing, but we went over to the, you know, Orange County Convention Center crying because we were supposed to be going to, uh, you know, load into Megacon in another day now. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, we got tested, got our results back in 15 minutes, both negative. So. Okay. Okay. Was there a long line to get, to get tested? No, we literally pulled right up. Okay. Cause we, uh, we just we're going on another vacation and we have to get tested before we go. So I'm curious to see what the uh, what the lines are. So yeah, but you guys have like two months, three months until your yeah. vacation. Yeah, and then yeah. then I'm just going to come down and house sit. That's it's uh, exactly that's yeah. it, it's available. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to hang out with your butler, <laughs> uh, which, well, which is the cat. It's, I was going to say it must you must be talking about cupcake. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, no, I mean, man, there were. I, I got. I got to talk about the people because we. Well, that's what I was gonna. My <clears throat> next question before you get into that was like, I know last week when we did the, it was the first weekend. Um, how the show was heavily, you know, populated. How how was it for the rest of the week? Did it did it die down? Did it have a lull and then come back toward the weekend? Because it's, you it's know, during the week. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, this thing runs from people start getting into town like Thursday night. And then Friday is the first big, you know, big launch for, you know, for the show. And we get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and people come in for that. And then they, they leave town. Um, Monday and Tuesday are kind of the lull days, typically. Um, and then people start getting into town Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, when when you year, say a lull, though, what does it dip down to in your – like if it's, you know, 300,000 – at the, at its height, what does it what does it get down to? What's the lowest it gets down to in your um, opinion? Probably probably seventy five eighty thousand people for a couple of days. So it's still a pretty oh it's huge <laughs> pretty good amount of people. Yeah, right. um, but you've got like the the hotels are booked like they're booked. Solid. Oh yeah, you can't you oh, can't yeah. get a freaking hotel, and even the Motel Six was one hundred and seventy nine dollars yep. a night. Like and they're sold out too. Yeah, and so you know, I, I was like, oh, you know, I was staying with family, and I'm like, I, I'd really like to like maybe have a night to myself. And I, I, I checked hotel prices for like Thursday night of the show. And it was like $480 for the cheapest hotel I could find. And I'm like, oh, okay, New York Comic Con prices. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but during a hurricane, that's considered price gouging. But yes, anyway, yes. I digress. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we, uh, we ended up um, – you know, we were, we were actually insanely busy on Monday. Um, Monday, even though there were a lot less people, you know, people were still out buying. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday were the actual slow days this year. Well, I was actually going to say, too, I know during when I lived there during Bike Week, those were the best days to actually go. Maybe it was just for, uh, from a local standpoint because it is less packed. 
you know, and it's like, I mean, I don't know how many people out there have been to San Diego, but when you're at that, at that show, it is so packed. You could be 20 yards away from the bathroom. It's going to take you five solid minutes to get there because of the yeah, amount of people. And that's how it is. Think about it. Think about that when you're trying to shop, if you're looking at booths and stuff, it's, it's a pain in the butt. So, right. And you know, that was, that was how Saturday was. Um, actually, no, let me take that back. That's no, that, that is how Saturday was. Um, you know, Saturday, Saturday was a busy day, um, this past Saturday and it was, it was insane. Um, I, I, myself, I have not seen a crowd like that since New York comic-con 2014. Like it was nuts and they were all there for, you know, for bike week, obviously, but there was a, a concert that they had on Saturday night, which we'll get into here in a couple, a couple minutes. Cause we, uh, we got to move this review on, but, uh, it was, uh, it, it was busy. It was definitely, uh, definitely busy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I, like you said, then sales were good. Did you have, like, did you have any issues with getting out? Was it, was it super packed in terms of trying to leave traffic wise? No. no. Um, the, the good thing about like how, how they have this thing organized, the, uh, um, I was at the Harley Davidson dealer. And they have, they have a huge complex. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's like a theme park, like at this place, it's gigantic. Um, but basically whenever, whenever it starts to clear out, they, they have the hours, it's like 9am to 8pm and it doesn't really start to, to get busy until about 10, but it starts to die off when the sun starts going down. So, you know, six, six thirty, it started to die off seven we were pretty empty so by the time we closed up at seven thirty, eight o'clock there was no traffic whatsoever we just rode right out nice nice that's always my big thing like for the those huge events is like all right we're finally packed let's head home oh wait never mind let's just sit here and <laughs> do nothing and, and wait for the next hour Right, uh, right. It's like like leaving like leaving Megacon. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know I know you ran into a little traffic uh, on the way home when we were talking. Oh my about gosh, that, yeah, that had yes. nothing to do with had nothing to do with the show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, semi truck trailer semi semi turned over on its side and was blocking literally all but one lane of the highway. Um, it was nuts. So, you know, like I said, sales were good. Um, breakdown was really easy. You know, you, you pulled right up next to your spot and. And you know, loaded everything from your booth out. Um, you know, the cleaning crew. They had uh, the, here's here's something that I thought was pretty pretty novel. Um, they had porta potties, and they had a cleaning crew that was stationed at the porta potties the entire weekend. Um, inside the porta potties, they had hand sanit- um, hand sanitizer pumps that you could uh, you know you could clean your hands off. And they also had them outside because let's be honest, half the people weren't using hand sanitizer. <laughs> Probably not even using toilet paper. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so after that, um, before you could go back in, one of the workers went in and they sanitized the entire porta potty. So you literally went into a brand spanking clean porta potty every time you, you went in. Well, if they could figure out a way to make those things not spell, smell. Oh, I know. Well, that's a whole other issue. So, yes. would you would you do the show again next year? And would you not with the, obviously selling this person's stuff? Would you would it be something you consider with your with your stuff with the glass? Um, not with the glass. I, I will say though, you know, I 
of course, you know, being the entrepreneur that I am, I'm like, let me reach some more markets. And I made a couple of pieces and, you know, that was like, oh, you know, put your, you know, put your logo on this glass. And I've got, I've got some inquiries actually. Um, there's a, there's a very, very large bike club from South Carolina. Um, they've got about, about 80 members. And, oh, angels? Uh, no, um, but they, uh, they saw the glass and they were like, oh my gosh, we, you know, we need to get glasses for the club. Cause you know, we've got this one place that we go and we could take them there and we could have them in the house. And like, you know, they were super excited, you know, about possibly being able to get their logos on stuff, but it was so like that kind of interest was so thin that I don't think glassware would be, you know, would be the right thing to take there. Um, I've got a couple other ideas that, uh, that I came up with that I think you and I have talked about, but I'm not going to throw them out there. Um, but <sighs> not the glass, like the glass is definitely not, you know, it's a non-starter. Um, you know, they're, these guys are traveling on bikes. Mm-hmm. They've got saddlebags. They're not going to put glassware into a, uh, into a saddlebag and break it. Right. Right. <clears throat> okay. So what else do you want to talk about with the show? What other, uh, what other tidbits you want to drop on everybody? You know, there, this is going to turn a little political. Um, but there was an overwhelming theme of political belief at this event. Um, you know, and it was a, a right, right leaning belief. I saw, you know, every kind of t-shirt that was anti Joe Biden pro Donald Trump. You could think of, um, you know, I saw t-shirts that were anti-vaccine. I saw t-shirts that were anti COVID and, it was terrifying to me the amount of conversations with me selling knives. Okay. These conversations went from, you know, oh yeah, these are really nice knives. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're good quality, blah, blah, blah. Like these people just kind of tell me what they're thinking about them to, yeah, I'm going to have to get a lot of knives because when the Democrats come to take my guns and make me register my ammo and they're, they're trying to, t- you know, take over the country, we're going to have to have something to fight with. And it's, it's humorous to me because like, it's an overwhelming belief, um, you know, but the, these are the same people. Like I had so many conversations about like that kind of stuff that turned into, you know, cancel culture conversations. It was shocking. And like, these are people that I would never have thought would like use that terminology and did right well it's the big buzzword nowadays you know it is it is which is which is why we're going to talk about it today and we're also everybody's looking for something to be able to you know quote unquote cancel somebody on right and you know the it's always you know a you know oh you know the the left is canceling this the left is canceling that and I, i i i chuckled so loudly at this one guy because he was like they're taking all my dr seuss books away and they're taking my, my mr potato head away and i and i, I like i actually I, I said to the guy i said you you do realize that like nobody called for that companies made a decision like and i think that's the the misconception that so many people have about what cancel culture really is that they they think that like because a company makes a decision that's that's it being canceled like no right no 
know, cancel culture is, you know, canceling Firefly after one season. Um, <laughs> I had to slip that in there somehow. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, but no, like, I, people don't understand cancel culture. They they really don't. And it's frustrating because, oof, like, people are upset about Pepe Le Pew. Like, so many people are upset about Pepe Le Pew. I, I don't know your thoughts on it. Like, we haven't even talked about that. Tell, tell me what you think about Pepe. I I think it's ridiculous that people are turning to cartoons that were made in however long, like when we were kids, that it's not even on anymore. So it's not like it's teaching kids nowadays. The the Sandit, I mean, we watched it. It's not like I'm going to women and going, oh, we, oui, we, oui, mon ami, you know, <laughs> it's like grabbing women's arms and trying to kiss them and stuff like that. But I, I think it's, I think it's overkill, but because I don't think it's going to change anything regardless of if you, you know, because like I said, it's not even on TV. If it was on TV and, you know, it'd be a different story, you know, like, uh, what's the, what's the show with Archie Bunker? Like if that was still on TV today, I'd be like, wow, really? Right. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? And, you know, the, the character appeared in like 17 or 18 freaking mm-hmm. cartoons. Right. Um, but it, it's not, that character wasn't subject to cancel culture either mm-hmm. because the company made the choice to no longer, include the character in anything but there's so many of those things that aren't on anymore i mean like i i, I saw a thing about like speedy gonzalez like oh it puts you know i don't know if it was said it was puts latinos in a bad light or mexicans or something but it was like when we were kids we thought it was funny you know right. andale, andale, arriba, arriba. like we weren't making fun of people we thought you know <laughs> we thought it was we thought it was cool yeah exactly yeah. like i never understood that stuff and it's like you know mighty mouse is not on anymore and it's not because of cancel culture it's because they just they found better cartoons but i when we were kids mighty mouse was one of the coolest things ever it's you know true. tom and jerry to this day I'm, I'm gonna i watched that tom and jerry movie it was awful but it was my favorite <laughs> cartoon as a kid you know well, and you know with going back to pepe Le Pew, like it, it is a it is a very negative stereotype of french culture absolutely it is but you know, but when you're when you're you know five six, oh you don't you don't understand that. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, he's on you know thirteen fourteen different ones. It's not like he had a full. He's just doing little bit parts here and there, where his his character comes in and goes out. So it's not like it's drilling home this message of you know the French life or you know what I mean. Like I don't know. The was, the part of that though that I think is hilarious is though that you know we're looking at this and we're talking about it. And we haven't said, yeah, but he was only in 13 or 14 episodes. So it really, like, he hasn't been in anything since Space Jam. And yeah, when was nobody, that? 96. That? So yeah. when was that? 96. And nobody has given a damn about this character being gone. But now they're upset that he's not going to be included in anything going forward. And I think that, that is the thing that, like, I look at and I'm like, really? Like, we're upset about these six Dr. Seuss books that, weren't really even in widespread publication. You yeah, know, it's not like and, we were talking about green eggs and ham here. I know. Right. It's, yeah. Or, or, you know, the cat in the hat. Like, we're not talking about those. We're talking about, you know, things that were – like, if you look at the, the imagery in these books, like, it's overtly racist. The, uh, the, uh, and I agree with you, but when you were a kid reading that stuff, was, that, was any of that in your thought process when reading these? Well, one of the books, I, I remember one of the books, and I, I remember as, as a child, but God, this is going to sound like 
this is going to sound arrogant as hell, but as a child, I was a very smart kid. Like I, I, I read at a higher level than, than how old I was. You know, I did math at a higher level because my parents insisted on teaching, teaching me. But, you know, I, I remember reading those books as a kid and making the connection that these characters that look like monkeys are black people like that, that I remember making that connection and asking my parents, why do the black people look like this? So on some level, I understand why they pulled it completely. Not everybody makes that, that connection though. I was just going to say, maybe I just wasn't smart enough. Cause I never, I mean, I didn't even know what the term racist meant when I was six years old. Well, and, yeah, and I'm not saying but, that's what you're getting. At. I'm just saying like, I would have never put two and two together as why do these, you know, why do they look like that? I would have never put that. I just, you know, I would have just kept moving. Right. You and, know what I mean? So, and I think part of, part of that was that, you know, my, my best friend go, growing up was black. So, you know, it, it was, I saw, I saw things differently as a kid. Um, and I, I think a lot of people growing up, they were always surrounded by, you know, by people that were similar ethnicities to themselves. Right. So, you know, or whatever you lived. Right. Like, you know, where I lived growing up in Daytona was not a very, very affluent area. So it was, you know, I, I was around a, a lot of blacks, a lot of whites, a lot of Latinos. Like we were, you just, you know, you just hung around who was there. It's not yeah. like I was going to drive, you know, two towns over to go hang out with the rich kids, you know, because, <laughs> you know, my parents are like, I'm not driving over there. Screw you. Right. <laughs> so you just go outside and play with your friends. <laughs> no, I, and that's true. But I mean, the, the, the family made the decision to pull those books. It wasn't, you know, a petition. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything like with the, you know, the Gina Carano Cara Dune thing where people were upset about her and what she said and right. i think that that's where people don't understand the difference like cancel culture is literally attempting to you know call to you know call to attention the crap things that a person has done or said you know or maybe not crap but not socially acceptable things and that that right there you know, kind of, it sets it aside from like, you know, you know, a company doing the right thing yeah. or making the decision. But the, the best all weekend though, man, was when my booth partner, like the, the people that were sharing the, the 20 by 20 with me, literally the nicest people I've ever met in my life. They, they really were. They were, they were fantastic all weekend long. Um, they're very smart in business. Um, but then they, they spouted off about, um, how they're trying, they, because it was always, they are trying to take away Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. And I, like, I, I actually had to like stop and be like, wait, what do you mean? Who's they? Well, the left. And I'm like, but explain to me who is trying to take it away. Well, people on the left, they want everything to be. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I, I had to go in and explain to them, like, it's not canceling whenever a company decides to make a business decision to eliminate packaging, you know, the, eliminate the packaging costs, eliminate the, you know, the excess product on the shelves, 
free up space for another new product that they can put in. And with a rebrand, it's typically one of two things. It's either to try and drive sales on this new, you know, this old product with a new packaging, or it's to, to try and make something that's well past its prime viable again by reducing costs. And I mean, people automatically got upset because they thought it was, you know, gender neutral and that, you know, that you can't make my Mr. Potato Head that I haven't owned since I was four years old. You can't make my Mr. Potato Head gender neutral because he's always going to be Mr. Potato Head. And they actually said, you know, what are they going to do in the Toy Story movies? Make both of the, the, the potato heads gender neutral. And I'm like, oh my gosh, guys. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty funny and just and sad. Like the the understanding of cancel culture is frustrating to a to a fault. Yeah, no, it's it's become it's it's getting out of hand. It is with just some of the stuff. It's like you know people can't say anything anymore on whether it's Twitter or Instagram, whatever. They're just you know because everything's going to be just looked at under a microscope, and it just makes it to where it's like, come on, like. You know, if it, half these people, I mean, I don't know Gina Carano, but, you know, half, some of these people may say something, but if you knew them as a person, you'd be like, clearly that's not what they meant. You may have, right. may read, when you read it, it may come across like that. But if they were saying it, you know, taken out of context, but if you knew that person, you'd be like, no way, there's no way that person meant that, you know? And it's like, again, I don't know her from Adam, except when, you know, her fight against Cyborg and uh, what was it? Elite XC, whatever it was. Um but yeah, like when she was a fighter, that's the only time, you know, only time I ever really saw her other than on Mandalorian. So it's, I just think we got to get, stop being so freaking judgmental with people. Well, just like with, just like with the shows, you know, don't judge people for wanting to do a show. Well, and I, I feel like the, the with Gina Carano, she had, she had multiple chances to. Yeah. I'm not saying she's right. I didn't mean it like that. I, I, she, she screwed up. She, 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 she went at it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, and you know, it's crazy. There's promoters out there that are looking for her booking info. See, and, now that one, <clears throat> we were talking off air before we started. So let's, let's revisit that. Cause I, you know, if I'm going to, let's say we're going to Megacon, right? There's, there's 30 guests, you know, 30 celebrities. Would you, maybe not you, or would you think people in general would be, all right, if one of those 30 were, was Gina Carano, would that make you less likely to come? Yes. Uh, even though, even though the, let's say the other person is, I don't know, whoever your favorite celebrity is let's say we brought stan lee back to life yeah there you go so stan lee was going to be there regardless if he's next to her or just even in the same building if they had you know stan lee 28 other people and then gina carano would you go man i really want to see stan lee but you know what gina carano is going to be there so screw that i'm not going well here and here's the thing you some people would i know that well some people would a lot a (laughs) lot of a lot of people would that have a certain belief, but you would have a lot more of the, uh, you know, of, of the the people that have a ha- have a more liberal belief that would not go. They would ask for they would ask for her to be, you know, um, you know, canceled from the show, you know, and to not do that because you you also have, you know, the the fact that Stanley was Jewish. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so maybe he's a bad example. Maybe no, he's a perfect example. He's yeah, a perfect I, example, though. Because I'm just trying to stay away from the whole getting into the whole aspect of you know, kind of the work, the things that she was talking about. Like, well, but that's all. You, but you're gonna have you're gonna have those people that are gonna say, "I'm not gonna do that show because of." You're gonna have the people that are gonna say, "I'm gonna do the show because of you know because of her being there." You know, I'll be there. I'm gonna support her. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a hundred autographs from her. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to sell them and they're going to be, they won't be worth much. Well, <laughs> I don't in think some circles they will be. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. But no, um, I, I feel like a show like Megacon would suffer from that negative publicity that, you know, you know, Neg- Megacon is bringing them in, bringing her in, you know, and people, people would be super loud about it. Yeah, and I just still think that, like, as a showrunner, why even bother? Well, exactly. Like, why put yourself through that just pain and personal anguish? It doesn't make any sense. Well, so. and, unless, of course, you know, the, the showrunner is bringing in guests that share that same, like, that same mindset, and they're targeting a, the audience. I mean, I, there, was a, there was a show, I can't remember the name of the show, it was a freaking train wreck. But um, it, it was a uh, it was a an agent that put on the uh, put on the show, and he has he has like five clients that are like super problematic, um, you know, as far as like controversy goes, and um, just like negative associations with those guests. And he brought in like all of these guests that have that same type of uh, that that same type of mentality. So he brought in. Um, you know, like a lot of right-leaning, outspoken guests, and I mean, they killed it with like their autographs. But the vendors, because people wanted to go out and see these guys, yeah. but the vendors suffered. The vendors did terrible at this event because those people never walked around and shopped. Yeah, they literally. That's the problem you run into left. when you get some of these. Yeah, depending on who some of these are. Yeah, so yeah. I, I I feel like it's like doing that as a promoter. You it, th- there will be a time to be able to bring her into events because at some point in time, an agent is going to tell her, "Hey, you should probably make some sort of public statement." Yeah, you got to come out and say thing. something. Right. Yeah, and start doing these events because you're going to make money at it. You know, and, and you got the more you're out there, the further behind behind you the issue is. Exactly. Exactly. You hide. That's all people remember. Because exactly. that's the last time you were seen. So I was thinking, you know, <clears throat> coming to a uh, coming to a city near you, maybe late 2021, is uh, cancel con. <laughs> we'll have Pepe Le, the voice of Pepe Le Pew. We'll have Mister and Mrs. or just Potato Head. And uh, Gina, it, but, it, but, it, but it'll literally be just a uh, just just a, a person in cosplay. It won't be an actual yeah, Mr. of course. Or right. maybe it'll be just a Mister. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or the voice from the from the Toy Story movies. Well, he uh, he he passed. So oh, that's have yeah, him. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because it was it was George's mom too. It was the Mrs. Potato Head, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, <clears> I, I think. Uh, I think you might have that actually. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, indeed, All right. Indeed. Well, hey, uh, happy, uh, ha- happy, 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 well, unhappy one year anniversary yeah. of the uh, very unhappy. Shutdowns. But uh, you guys, I, I got to tell you, you know, looking at my calendar, looking at uh, just looking out 
for the next uh, the next few months. You know, April April's a busy month. May is a little slow, but then June, you know, June is busy, and everything past June is uh, is is starting to look up. So I think uh, I think if we can hit uh, if we can hit a good vaccination point by the end of this month, I think uh, I think you guys are going to be. I think we're all going to be seeing each other very soon. Yes. And one more thing too, with that is uh, UFC announced their show in uh, Jacksonville in April will be full attendance. And WrestleMania is looking at bringing 45,000 people per night. Right. So it's like, I think by like we were saying a long time ago, August ish, I think we potentially could be okay. So cross uh, your fingers, knock on some wood and we should be good to go. And with that right. being said, uh, Ryan, it was good to talk to you this week. Hopefully, you uh, as well. Hopefully, we didn't bore everybody with our uh, terrible, terrible review. <laughs> no, they love it. Trust me, it's all the words I've been getting. Of course, of so. course. <laughs>